Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. It's your girl, Sonia McQueen, with Your Mind, Your Body, Your Choice. Happy post He Is Risen Day, everybody. I, I just got out of bed about 10 minutes ago. All I had time to do was throw on some workout clothes, brush my teeth, and come and do this podcast because it was on my heart. I was actually getting ready to go for a walk. Um, I want to speak, there are three things popped into my mind today. One, two, three, boom, 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 to speak about. And I had no intentions of speaking. So I am going to do three podcasts and release them over the next week um, in this one sitting. But of course, they're going to be snippets, as my friend would say, or tidbits. So first, I want to speak about it never being too late to apologize. You guys, some of you, some of us have wronged somebody or did something wrong and we never apologized. Maybe the person never knew that we did what we did. You know, we know we've wronged somebody, but they didn't know we did it. Maybe they thought it was somebody else. Maybe they didn't even know it happened. Um, and we went on living life. I'll give you a couple of examples, one real, one absolutely not real, but you have a good friend and that good friend, you know, you are backbiting. You're talking about them behind their back. You're causing uh, distress with them and other people. And maybe you don't do it on purpose. Maybe you're not evil. It's just that when you're around other people that don't care for that person, you jump on the bandwagon. You know, that's absolutely not right. And it causes more stress and strife in that person's life. Now, if you did it as a little bitty kid, you know, like I did, you don't really owe that person. You grow up, you grow out of it. But if you're a grown man or woman, and you're still walking around talking about other people behind their backs and smiling in their faces. You're dead wrong. You need to stop it. You need to apologize and you need to rethink your life. Um, kids are kids. They do kids things. They have to grow up. They do stupid things. They bump their heads. They, they're immature because they're kids. They, you know, they, that's why they have parents. You know, that's why people are there to guide them and straighten them. Teachers, parents, grandparents, aunties, uncles, older siblings. They're there to keep them on the straight and narrow and tell them you don't do that and you shouldn't do that. And you need to go back and apologize for that. And they do. Hopefully they listen and they learn and that's how they mature and that's how they become ready for the real world and being on their own and going to college and getting jobs. But if you never correct a child and you let a child run free and be wild and, and crazy and reckless, that's how they end up on who to bleep did I marry and world's evilest <laughs> sometimes. But sometimes they end up like me, self-correcting, self-taught trying to be the best person they can be instead of bumping their head and not knowing exactly what the feeling is of resentment or um, 
embarrassment or the thoughts they have not being able to really straighten them out because they didn't have the guidance as a child. So train your kids right so they can grow up as wonderful human beings in this earth. And if you did everything you should have done and they still turn out a certain way, don't blame yourself. If you were a good parent and you chastised your child when they were supposed to be chastised and you didn't allow them to to have sex with Tom, Dick, and Harry or Jane, Mary, and Lisa under your roof at 12, 13, 14, and you didn't party with them and smoke with them and drink with them and, and do all that stuff. You did the best you could. You worked hard. You showed them what hard work was. You you broke bread with them. You prayed with them. You spoke with them. You you let them know there were rules and regulations and and you did the best you could and they still turned out to be robbers and thieves and liars and that's not your fault. Sometimes it's in our DNA. Go back and listen to the general generational curses podcast I did. But before I go there, second example. Um, you're cool with your neighbor. You're cool with your neighbor. And you're cool with your neighbor's spouse. And one day the neighbor's at work, you're home, you and the spouse been flirting, and next thing y'all know, you're in the sack getting it on. You need to fix that. Because nothing is worse than smiling in somebody's face, knowing what you've done or what you're doing, and you're in their house eating their food and drinking their wines and playing with their kids. And all the while, you are behind that person's back. Now, it might not be safe to apologize in their face, and you might end a marriage, So I'm not sure how that goes because I've never done such a thing, but I don't know if you apologize because now you've outed their spouse or if you just stop and ask God for forgiveness. But there are a lot of things you could do that you need to apologize. You get drunk, you put your hands on your friend or your spouse or something and you know you've never done it before. You need to go back and apologize and hope that they accept your forgiveness. Or your apology, excuse me. You know, there that that list could go on and on, but you know what you've done that needs an apology. You know what you've done. And you need to move on from there. Now, even if the person is like me and if they really don't accept your apology and they tell you so, don't hold on to it. You've done what you were supposed to do. Keep breathing, keep moving, feel proud of yourself for being adult enough to apologize because there are so many people who will never let the words, I am sorry, please forgive me. I apologize. It was not my intention to hurt you. I feel horrible. Some people will never let those words come out of their mouth. And if they do, it's because they were forced to. You know how a parent says, you better go back and apologize. And that child really doesn't want to. And they go back and their lips are pouted out and their arms are folded. And they say, I'm sorry. 
That's how some adults apologize. So I don't accept those apologies. I'll say, yeah, I don't forgive you. You can keep that. When I apologize, it is with nothing but sincerity. And if that person doesn't accept it, I have to accept that. Now, nobody's ever told me that they don't accept my apology, but they've showed me. I told you guys the story about the job I had where I acted like a, a donkey my first day based on some things I heard before I, my first day of meeting um, the team. It was my third week, but uh, I had to apologize to the young lady the next day. I didn't even know she realized how I was acting, but I apologized anyway, and she thanked me for that. It didn't change the fact she didn't like me, <laughs> but she she thanked me, and I knew she sincerely appreciated the apology, but it didn't fix what had already been done. I told you guys in another podcast, apologize from your heart. That way, even if they don't accept it, you release the pressure that you did something wrong and never stood up for what you did. And part of that is knowing everybody won't accept it. And that's okay, too. They don't have to. You don't apologize just so they can say, oh, you're forgiving. You apologize to get that pressure off of you to forgive yourself for God to see that you in sincerity did something wrong and you feel remorse for it. Just like forgiveness, you do it for you. An apology is for both of you. It's for both of you. Last thing, I told you guys that I, I went through a little phase in my life. Uh, I went through a couple of phases in my life, but this particular one, I, I had friends that were boosters, boosters of thieves, and they could go steal a washer and dryer. It was amazing to see. It was a family, a mom, a dad, brothers, sister, girlfriend, one of the boys' girlfriends. They could steal anything. And I was so admired by it. I thought, you know what? I could try this. And I stole. And I got away with it. And I was like, oh, my God, this was amazing. It gave me almost a rush. I was scared and thrilled at the same time. But God wasn't having that. <laughs> I was in Missouri, visiting my mom, decided to try this again, had my daughter with me. She was all of maybe two, my oldest, and I'm just stealing, and I think, you know what, nobody notices me, nobody. I'm on cloud nine and nervous. She's sitting up front in the cart, and I pay for a few things. I had money to pay for everything, and... I get to the door and they stop me. I didn't say anything. I didn't give up a fuss, nothing. And when the police came to arrest me, they didn't put any handcuffs on me or anything because they knew my mom. She lives in a small town. And my baby was there. And so my mom had to come get my baby. And, you know, I was mad at myself. I was so upset with myself. It, it just wasn't the life for me. I, I'm not a, a thief. You know, I, God only knows what I would have done after that if I would have got away with that. But I didn't. And it was my second time. I always say it was my first, but really it was my second. 
And it just was not the life for me. But I was so into my feelings. It was in the paper, you know, small town. I made the paper and everything. And I was just so embarrassed. But I never apologized to my mom. This small town, these people know my mom. She had to come down there and get my daughter. She raised me. You know, I, I knew better. I knew better. And there was no reason for it. I, I can't give you guys a real reason for it. And so on and so forth. And what do I do? I go on about life when I get out. No, my mom had to pay $1,000 to get me out. I go on about my life and never apologize to my mom. And some of you might think, why apologize to her? That's embarrassing. It shows a lack of her being a responsible, even though I was 24, it shows what kind of parent was she? You know, people automatically going to think, how, were I, how was I raised? Also, the fact she had to come down there and show her face to get my daughter. Now, I did stay a night because I did try to steal over $150 worth of Junk. I can't even tell you what I tried to steal. It was around Easter time. And this came to my mind yesterday, seeing yesterday was Easter. So I had to tell this story. And I can't even tell you what I was stealing. But apparently it wasn't important because I didn't need it. I didn't miss it. And if I wanted it, really, I would have paid for it. But the embarrassment probably to my mom. Then it was in the paper. Then she had to pay the money that I didn't give back for a decade or two. <laughs> and I never said, I'm sorry that I embarrassed you like that. And I'm sorry I did that. And I don't even know why I did it. And my mom was the type, she would just be real mad, but she wouldn't say anything to you about it. She never asked me. She never spoke about it. She was mad. She got over it. And life went on. But I bet you, I was probably 40 when I told my mom. First, I gave her her money, and I let her know how much I loved her and thanked her for what she did for me back then, and that I was sorry. That I was sorry. It's never too late to apologize. All right, you guys. I want to thank you guys for your time, for your listening ears, for your pleasures, for your emails, for the text messages, for people who know my phone number. I am led by motivation. I'm motivated to lead you. Um, you could always email me at led by motivation. That's L-E-D by motivation 07 at gmail.com. That's led by motivation 07 at gmail.com. Have a fabulous day on purpose.